What's up, you guys? We're three weeks strong on the Tech City podcast. Belarus from Tech City here. It's great to be back. And I thank you so much to everyone who clicked on the previous podcast episode and listened to it. You guys rock. So today's episode, I mean, of course, I produced the podcast um, and the stories that <laughs> I'm not sure why I just scoffed. But it's not funny at all. But today's stories are stories that are going to make you reflect a lot. Um, but of course, they are very, very informative at the same time. They are also a reality check of sorts for just how things are happening around the world, particularly in the tech ecosystem, and just how governments are also responsible for a lot of things that uh, happen eventually. So in December last year of 2020, of course, I heard a news report about the CEO um, of Alibaba, Jack Ma, going missing. And I thought, that's interesting. Was he kidnapped? What happened? And then I went on to read stories and uh, watched some videos as well. I was very interested. And I kind of sort of dragged my feet about including that story on the podcast or anywhere else for that matter because I was thinking to myself, this guy's a billionaire. He's known all over the world. So how much longer can he go missing for? You know what I mean? Um, but yo. January is um, almost over. It's going really fast, if I may add. But anyway, there's still no word from him. So we're hearing people say things about him. People are trying to also allay the fears of the public um, from running with whatever conspiracy theories they might have. But no one has actually heard his voice. Now, I, I did some digging, did some searching, and I will share with you... What I have found out, all right? So sit tight and just listen, okay? So before I carry on, I would like for you to please like this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever you are listening to it right now. We love it when there is one more person who joins the Tech City community. So thank you so much. And if you are active on YouTube, even if you're not active on YouTube, please go and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's also Tech City on YouTube. So now that I have that out of the way, let's get to the gist of the juice. The juice of the gist rather. <laughs> it's a big question. Where is Jack Ma? Now, in October 2020, he was reported to be China's wealthiest man. He was also preparing to float a group called Ant Group, which was supposed to be like a fintech company in what was also built to be the largest IPO as an initial public offering in the world. You know how like, you know, companies go public, they get listed on the stock exchange, and then members of the public are able to have shares in this company. So this was what he was going for with his aunt group um, uh, set up, right? And then at uh, a gathering that he had, he said miracles happen, right? And this was him talking to like dignitaries, academics, political heavyweights who had all like come together at what was called the Bond Summit in Shanghai on the 24th of October specifically. Now at the time, Ant Group was prepared for a dual listing, both in Shanghai and in Hong Kong. He said, this is the largest listing ever priced in the history of the entire human race. And the pricing happened in a place other than New York City. We all know that NYSC, the NY, NYSE. That sounds like NYSE. <laughs> <laughs> so NYSE, that's the New York Stock Exchange, one of the most popular, like the world over. If your business or your company is listed on the New York Stock Exchange, it's a major deal. So this was him talking about how, yo, this is big and it's not even on the New York Stock Exchange. So this was a major win for perhaps Asians um, and the entire world. But see, that listing never happened. It did not happen. That night was also the last time that Jack Ma was seen in public. Now, since that speech, despite being one of the most high-profile people in the global tech sector, 
he has just gone off radar. Right. So at the summits, let's backtrack just a bit. At the summits, there were interesting things that were revealed or recorded. Um, and they said that at the summit, he described China's financial system as operating with a pawn shop mentality, P-A-W-N, a pawn shop mentality. And he said that the regulatory environment was akin to trying to use the way to manage a railway station to manage an airport. Now, people have said that these words that he spoke at the summit caught the attention of Chinese President Xi Jinping. And almost immediately after that summit, things began to happen, right? So first off, there were reports that um, he, Jack Ma, and another executive at um, his company were summoned and they were interviewed. And after the details of the interview were published, the Shanghai Stock Exchange decided to stop the IPO, which was supposed to go on like November 6th or so. On the 3rd of November, they halted it. Only two days before it was supposed to go live. Now that's not all. Alibaba's shares, after all that drama, the shares of his major company, which we all sort of know, Alibaba, fell by almost a quarter. His net worth also dropped by almost $10 billion over that same short period between October and November. Now, this is according to information from Bloomberg. Now, the last time he was seen was at that bond summit. And after his meeting with regulators, any other question anyone is asking about where he's been, where last he was seen, just kind of gets crickets. No one knows anything. Also, last year, same Jack Ma created a reality show um, of sorts. So the show is called Africa's Business Heroes. It's a TV contest type thing for boarding entrepreneurs. And it features, interestingly, Ibuku Awoshika, Stripe Musiiwa, and other business tycoons and contestants actually pitched their ideas both to Jack Ma and these other judges because, of course, it was um, a show that aimed to help some of these business, these young business guys win huge prizes that were offered by the Jack Ma Foundation, right? But the show has continued. However, Jack Ma has disappeared as the public face. I should be careful about his word disappeared. So um, he's, he's no longer the face, the, the actual face of the talent show. And he has now been replaced as a judge in the final episode of the show. It's not been aired just yet. They said they are moving the airing of the show till I think sometime this year. Um, but he's Photograph has been removed from the judging webpage and he was conspicuously left out of a promotional video for the show, Africa's um, Biggest Heroes as well. Business, rather, Africa's Business Heroes as well. Now, there have been many speculations, the kinds of things that people have insinuated about his missing in actionness. Because <laughs> I want to be careful about his word disappearance. Um, People have said, oh, he's trying to lay low because of the things that he said and how the Chinese government would have taken it. Uh, but public eye is saying something else entirely. People have said things like, people have gone missing before for being as vocal about the Chinese government. That is, of course, the communist, the, the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, and just how they kind of operate and how if anyone necessarily says, if anyone says anything that's um, seen as a criticism of the government, weird things start happening, right? Um, but of course, articles say he's laying low, but people are also concerned about his well-being. They say, okay, even if he's laying low, at least we'll see him now. We'll at least see his face. We'll see him tweet stuff. He has not tweeted since last year. Um, people are saying that one of the reasons why he probably is not in the eye of the public is because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to field questions from um, journalists, so he doesn't 
you know, just say stuff that might get him in trouble again or so he doesn't make any statements that are not um, exactly favorable for what he's going through right now as well. Um, but of course, because even people from his company haven't exactly said anything about his location, about his well-being, etc., a former Chinese Goldman Sachs chairman um kind of went to the media and said, oh, you know, Jack Ma is intact, he's well, he's physically sound, etc. But according to other publications that I've read from stuff like Republic World, um, from Wired as well, some tycoons in China have called Jack Ma's quote-unquote disappearance as a design by the Chinese Communist Party for presenting dissenting views against the Chinese government publicly. Some have even gone ahead to speculate that Jack Ma may have been arrested under China's Secret Detentions Act that was formed as far back as 2013. And many prominent Chinese business tycoons who have been critical of China's communist regime in the past have mysteriously disappeared since... And this includes people like Fan Bingbing, who's an ex-Interpol chief, uh, another guy by the name Meng Hongwei, a businessman and investor, and an ex-real estate tycoon, Ren Zikiang. So, like, these are, these are people who have reportedly gone missing back in the day for criticizing the Chinese Communist Party's way of doing things. In fact, I was reading some other post as well about an actress who um, also kind of complained about the government and she disappeared. And months after, when she came back on the scene, she was now saying, oh, you know, she's so in support of the Communist Party. And uh, she also said she was going to pay some money for a tax evasion and uh, some other fines as well. But what was major about her resurfacing was how she was now in support of the Communist Party. So that, that's all we know for now. We hope that we can hear something from him pretty soon. And I will also be on the lookout for that show, Africa's Business Heroes, to see if he will make any appearance on it because he was really, he was pictured with Ibuku Awushika on the show um, previously. And some of the contestants on the show also were really looking forward to meeting him. Um, so yeah, that, that for now is all the information that I have. We'll keep our eyes fixed on the story, and when there are updates, I will make sure to share. Meanwhile, back in Nigeria, um, over the weekend, I saw a picture of one of the NSAS protesters. We all know how the hashtag NSAS protests were a major thing, and how they also contributed to this podcast from being... <laughs> they contributed to the delay of the podcast from happening. But like I said in our first episode of the year, I, I'm not mad at that. That that was a protest that had to happen. So anyway, one of the ladies who was involved in the protests, um, who also got to represent the Nigerian youth or the the youth of Lagos, more like on the judicial panel, the Lagos NSAS judicial panel, Renu Oduala. I saw a picture of her being likened to a chimpanzee on Twitter, and I didn't even know what the, what this story was. But I just saw that and I thought, this is wicked. You shouldn't do this to people. Um, how do you how do you compare some a human being with an animal? And so when I saw that tweet, I blocked the person, reported his handle to Twitter, um, and then I I just thought, you know what? I'm not even up for this. And I think as just a way of a segue, mental health is very important and we need to be careful how we consume information on social media. I take a lot of time off Twitter these days. It's like I can't deal with some of the bad news I'm getting. Sometimes you cannot wish it away. But when you say that it's beginning to affect you, it is okay for you to step back and just do other fun and happy things and then maybe come back when you're feeling more, um, when you're feeling happier, you know, and, and perhaps more refreshed. 
So anyway, it's things like this that make people go into depression and start thinking less and less of themselves. But then I made sure that I took some time off before I went and probed the reason why she was being dragged that much. And then I found out that she posted a tweet with her handle at Savi Renu, where she called Nigeria a zoo. She tweeted saying, it's almost three months that CBN froze the bank accounts of 20 NSAS protesters for no single reason. Don't let anyone deceive you that this country is not a zoo. You know, and people are saying stuff like, why would she call Nigeria a zoo? She's responsible for some things that happened in Lagos during the protest. And I'm trying not to go into what happened in October last year. But like I said, I'm not mad at it. It was something that needed to happen because we know that the police force of this country was headed for a major, major embarrassing uh, destination. And that, that, I think, has saved them, some, saved them some face. But it may not look like that to some people. People have said, oh, you know what, there was destruction, etc., etc., without necessarily looking at the details of these destructions that happened across the state or even the country. But, you know, this brings me to... Um, what has happened post NSARS? Where are we right now? The panels that were set up in Lagos, in Abuja, I don't think there's any in Abuja, I'm not sure, but like in other parts of the country, what is the result of these panels? People have come forward to say, my family member, someone's sibling, someone's son, someone's husband has now been um, re confined to the wheelchair because they were shot by, you know, allegedly shot by a SARS personnel. And then you're hearing these stories over and over again, but you're not seeing any actual work that's been done. There's no, there's no prosecution so far. And it makes me wonder, you have time to abuse somebody that protested. All the information and all the data and all the revelations that have been made from these panels, what has happened to them? Where is the governor of the state? I don't want to go there, but I've got questions, guys. What is happening with the police department? Have they gotten the facelift that they need? Have they been able to address how much they are being paid? Have they been able to address the barracks situation, the deplorable state of the barracks, of the police barracks in this country? Has that been sorted out just yet? These are the questions that come to mind when I remember the NSAS protests because these are the things that were promised um, when people chose not to go back home. They said, okay, we have your agenda. We have your five for five. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. This is January. They said January is the longest month of the year. Can we see a blueprint? Can we see actual steps being taken? Can we? In fact, another video surfaced online of supposed policemen, supposed because, you know, sometimes it's stuff like, oh, it's, we're not the ones, so it's not police, so these are just men dressed like policemen so we'll, 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 we'll tread carefully um a video surfaced with supposed policemen allegedly harassing ex big brother niger housemates on the road right and a handle on twitter at sars watch whom we interviewed also i'll try to put the link in the description of this podcast um you know the handle puts out location information of sars men in different parts of the country this handle since after Ed SARS protests has still been putting out information about SARS officials being on the roads harassing people. What is happening to all of that? 
No one is saying anything. I like how, you know, the Renu lady was able to cleverly draw attention, the negative attention she was getting. She was able to drag it to her merch business and, you know, had people ordering online for her hoodies and T-shirts. I guess coconut head. <laughs> I thought that was clever. Um, but, of course, these are the things that come to mind. Now, I'm going to close out this podcast on on, on not the, the, the most pleasant notes, but it's something that also needs to be said, right? A Twitter handle at magnanimous underscore tweeted also last week about his aunt who has three sons. He said she's always crazy about them. The middle child, David, is the most promising. He's a tech guy, very young, very brilliant. David was on his way home on Friday night when he was robbed, shot, and killed around Jibu. He said, please say a prayer for my aunt. And that was not all. He also added, David got shot around 8 p.m. The police were called. David hadn't even died yet. The Nigerian police stood and watched as he gasped for air. They took pictures instead and were more concerned with why he, a tech guy, was carrying a laptop. You guys, it is 2020. It's not 2020 all over again, in Jesus' name. But, like, this is exactly why people took to the streets to protest. When someone has a laptop bag on them, if they have a, a hairdo that is locked, if they use an iPhone or drive a Mercedes-Benz, it does not mean they are fraud stars. How are we doing this again in the first few weeks of 2021? Why did that have to happen? It did not have to happen, guys. He said the police were more concerned because David was carrying a laptop. Why? And you know what is, what's the, the, the plot twist to this? This same gentleman, upon, upon some further investigation, is David Ntekim Rex, who, according to a 2018 statement by IBM, had beaten 17,000 people from across the world, including finalists from Brazil, Germany, India, Japan, Nepal, and the U.S., to emerge as the co-regional winner of an annual master the mainframe competition organized by Angel Hack and IBMZ Academic Initiative. Talent, talent, talent. Yo, he was also working as a product designer at a fintech company called Crevatal, and his cousin added that the policemen were somehow tipsy and they didn't even handle his robbery situation properly. Of course, when you're intoxicated, you're not you're not thinking straight, and of course, uh, less is expected of you as a security official. So see how all of these things tie together and how the government needs to be a lot more responsive to things like this. I, I really do hope that the tech community is comforted at this time because, of course, one person um, dying affects everyone. It affects the development that we want. Um, I had seen a post as well of David's um, brilliant innovation um, I'd seen a proposal of David's brilliant um, app development where he made an application that uh, was supposed to help people with their near resolutions. I could go on and on and on, but these things don't have to happen if the people who are saddled with the responsibility of ensuring our safety actually do their jobs. And here is hoping that everyone is safe. Don't forget that the coronavirus is still out there. Put on a face mask everywhere you go. And um, thank you for listening. Ah, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please make sure that you like this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and share this as well with everyone in your circle. My name is Bella Rosokoji from Tech City. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Tech City podcast. Bye.